Hello, it's Arlo, and you're listening to Poetry Walks, a podcast where we ground down for 10 minutes or less while on afternoon walks, or within the comfort of our own homes. Today's podcast features a poem by Melina Ann Roycey. Melina uses she-they pronouns and is a most-of-the-time farmer, sometimes curator, studying herbalist, textile artist, writer, and student of land and plants. She's motivated by the possibility of building sustainable communities through reimagining relationship with land and food. Today, Melina joins us to read My Grief I Dip in Honey. My Grief I Dip in Honey. My Grief I Dip in Honey, suckled sugars of fall borage and summer hawthorn, bought on the roadside near a forest I once loved. Again and again, my elbow aches, sweet streams fed by rivers continuing to feel, the softness of a newborn cheek, a fresh first smile of another to love, another to live. My grief I dip in homemade peach jam, picked in the heat of the summer with old friends, fingers intertwined, boiled and stirred and watched and jarred and cooled and gifted, palm to palm, to encapsulate whatever remained then, torn up, undecided, no smaller, a bit sweeter. My grief I dip in maple syrup, trees stopped flowing and the land I tend gifted me this, the sweet amber blossoms of Acer everlasting. I mix in my tea, sipped in memoriam, the last of which no smaller than the first. Blood still flows, or may not, embalmed in liquid sugars decorated in first spring violets, whispered to, in prayer, dirt covered and never decomposing. My grief I cover in dark molasses, smells of the cobblestone belonging to the first time we were friends, moving slowly, sickly, without poetry, once riverbed, now shiny red emblem, the pit of my stomach no more filled than when we began. My grief I soak in strong black coffee, poured on an empty stomach, dissolved into what may be endlessly bitter lifeblood of my ability to return to dust from where all come, releasing the ground I have held, held by, held with, held until. My grief I dip in honey and hope that it grows roots. Beautiful. Thank you. So gorgeous. I love and appreciate that you encapsulate mundane moments and how you carry grief in those times too. Um, oftentimes we've discussed this. Like many people say that time heals all wounds. And I'm curious about your relationship with grief and how you carry it um, through these moments in black coffee and tea and memoriam. Yeah, this poem came out of the idea that time does not heal all wounds um, and was born from a practice and a need to incorporate grief into everyday acts and everyday life. Um, through ritual and slower moments Um, and grief has been something that 
I have been working with, as we all are, um, in a way that I don't think is going to end. <laughs> so, time does not heal all wounds. Yeah. 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 It's not progressive or linear. Yeah. This leaves room for cycles. Exactly. Could you talk a little bit about where you were when writing this poem? Mm-hmm. Um, I was far away from the places that I normally feel most comfortable and most held um, and where a lot of the ritual moments that I talk about in this um, piece generally occur. Um, and it was a moment of feeling very vulnerable and opened and like wounds reopened that I always expect long, even though I know that they're not closed. Um, it's always a surprise when things come back up that are really old. And um, this poem came from a need to encapsulate that um, and remind myself of like of the sweetness of the incorporation of life's troubles and how holding those tender moments and like softness and sweetness um, helps makes everything more palatable. Yeah. What I found really powerful in this poem is your ability to imbue hope within grief and to find, in your words, the sweetness. Um, could you speak to the, the process of cultivating hope? Mm -hmm. Cultivating hope for me, I think is ongoing. Um, and like you said, a practice that is not complete. Um, but it comes from knowing that we live in cycles and that we live in, as you mentioned earlier, also non-linear non time and non-linear spaces that we are all moving through. And also hope for me is a kind of solidarity in that I know I'm not alone in my emotional experiences. Mm. Um, and that we all have these moments and finding a way to enjoy them as a way of connecting to your own humanity um, maybe not makes things easier but makes things really understandable hmm. could you talk to me a, a little bit more about your writing process and are you more of a essay writer or poet or what is your relationship to poetry yeah definitely um I probably write the most poetry out of any other form of writing but I definitely share it the least because it's the most vulnerable and very raw um and I feel more comfortable sharing my closer to nonfiction writing um, and personal essays. 
mainly. Uh, my relationship to writing overall comes, as I said, as I think I mentioned earlier, um, a need to like make space around certain thoughts for myself and to help myself process ideas and emotions. Um, and sometimes they're very personal, like this one is super personal. Um, but a lot of my writing also is just processing my ideas around relationships in the world and things happening that don't involve me. Mm. Personalizing the impersonal. Yeah. You've mentioned in the past a relationship with land and I know you have a farming practice and gardening practice and I'm curious about if your relationship with nature has impacted your relationship with grief or if nature has taught you anything about these healing ways mm-hmm. certainly I mean in this piece here I, I most of the things I refer to are like naturally occurring sweetness maybe not all of them um but that is there and that like sh dense sugar of the earth exists as something that is so unique not unique but it's so potent potent and strong and powerful in itself um but as far as nature and my relationship to grief i'd say compost metaphors are a favorite of mine not to make because i think maybe at least in the pieces that i read it's overdone um but and like the way i think about life of like realizing the cycles that you your body is a part of um has been like so opening to me and the how I allow myself to experience my like animal body um and just knowing that nothing is really waste like humans sure have created systems that create waste but our experience in this body does not inherently as no being inherently creates or is waste um is very validating for the way we experience our relationships and emotions as well. You touched on connecting to your animal body and in past conversations you told me about um, working with chickens. Oh yeah, the chicken story. Yeah, could you tell us the chicken story? Um. Last summer I was working at a farm where we had some chickens, um, not a huge flock, it was very small actually, um, and I was working with kids and every single day we would all go in and spend a long time with the chickens, um, probably close to like 45 solid minutes just in the chicken pen every day, observing them, feeding them, hanging out with them. Um, and like halfway through the summer, probably one of the hens 
in the flock passed away from an injury that she had, which got infected. And it was so interesting. There's a better word for that, but I can't pinpoint it right now. Um, to experience the way that the whole flock kind of reformed itself over the loss of like one of its community members. Um, and in the same way, watching, like being a witness to the children I was teaching witness this re like reformation um, really opened up again how grief is an interspecies experience of how you could see the way that like the community changed and it wasn't just things carry on um, in a way that in our current society we are meant to do when we are grieving or after we are grieving right it's like five steps of grief and then it's over which is not the way people work and it's not the way chickens work and it's not the way anything works beautiful would you mind reading the poem one more time sure my grief i dip in honey my grief I dip in honey, suckled sugars of fall borage and summer hawthorn, bought on the roadside near a forest I once loved. Again and again, my elbow aches, sweet streams fed by rivers continuing to feel. The softness of a newborn cheek, a fresh first smile of another to love, another to live. My grief I dip in homemade peach jam, picked in the heat of the summer with old friends, fingers intertwined, boiled and stirred and watched and jarred and cooled and gifted, palm to palm, to encapsulate whatever remained then, torn up, undecided, no smaller, a bit sweeter. My grief I dip in maple syrup, trees stopped flowing and the land I tend gifted me this the sweet amber blossoms of Acer everlasting. I mix in my tea, sipped in memoriam, the last of which no smaller than the first. Blood still flows or may not, embalmed in liquid sugars decorated in first spring violets, whispered to in prayer, dirt covered and never decomposing. My grief I cover in dark molasses, Smells of the cobblestone belonging to the first time we were friends. Moving slowly, sickly, without poetry. Once riverbed, now shiny red emblem. The pit of my stomach no more filled than when we began. My grief I soak in strong black coffee. Poured on an empty stomach. Dissolved into what may be endlessly bitter lifeblood of my ability to return to dust from where all come, releasing the ground I have held, held by, held with, held until. My grief I dip in honey and hope that it grows roots. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Melina. I appreciate your words and your time and your discussion. There's so much wisdom here. Thank you, Arlo. <laughs> And thank you for listening to Poetry Walks. There will be a full transcript of today's episode on my website, arlotomachek.com. 
That's spelt A-R-L-O-T-O-M-E-C-E-K dot com. Thank you, Radio Kingston, for your radiant community resource and for supporting Poetry Walks. If you'd like to submit your work to Poetry Walks, you can do so by emailing me, arlotomachek at gmail.com. At the time of recording this, I am on forcibly seated Mohican territory. For more information about the histories untold underneath our feet, you can visit the links in the description.